0: And iShine founder, solo parenting expert, and all-around foodie, Mr. Robert Beeson. Join us each week as we explore and engage with some of the most intriguing, inspiring, outrageous, and awesome parents in the world. This is Brilliantly Brave.
1: Hi, and welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I'm your co-host, Pastor Brad Mathias, with my nutty sidekick, Robert Beeson. Nutty, yeah. You are nutty today. Well
2: this nutty guy needs to point out that you really need to work on your open instead of saying, hi, like, like, I don't, I don't even know what you sound like. It's, it's not good though, Brad. It's not becoming on you.
1: It is uh, it's an authentic, genuine embrace. I am hugging the listeners with my voice. That's what In it is. In a very weird way. No, though. it's not weird. Yeah. No, it's kind of weird. No. So just like, Hey, Hey, it's the podcast. Hey, it's the, the podcast. Brilliantly brave. Well, the problem is that no parent who's listening feels brilliant and they're definitely not brave okay right. they're going home to something tonight they know it they're coming into the door and and they're something's happened today and they need this podcast robert so i'm trying to soothe and encourage and support them and you're just undermining me again i'm not undermining you. i'm just suggesting that maybe to
2: make a better quality product you should be more authentic and not act like i don't know like a talk show host or something well, That's all. but let's let's keep moving it's into this. duly
1: noted, duly noted. I'll let you do the next intro. We learn as we go, right? Well, hey, before we go on, why don't you try an intro? I'd love to hear how you greet our audience. Okay, yeah, all right. One, hey. two,
2: three, go. Hey, it's Brilliantly Brave Podcast. We're super excited today about what's going on. See, that sounds more like authentic. It's like, hey, kids, it's the Brilliantly Brave Podcast. I'm
1: trying to be peppy.
2: It's peppy. Okay. All right. We've All right. Spent well, way too much time despite was.
1: our differences of style, uh, Robert is uh, is a good co-host, and I'm doing my best to be the host. You know, it is hard to be a parent, and as much fun as we have with our banter at the beginning of each of these podcasts, please know that we are sincere in our desire to encourage and, and strengthen parents. You know, parenting in a post-Christian culture is overwhelming; it's exhausting, and uh, sometimes you feel like you're alone. You feel like there's just so nobody true. nobody else out there. And one of the great things about our podcast is we're introducing you to new people, Mm -hmm. uh, new ministries, even new resources. Absolutely. Today is definitely one of those days. Absolutely. Uh, We have really something special to share with our audience today. It's uh, a brother and sister from the St. Louis area, Zach Fay and Julie McWilliams. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting.
3: Hey, glad to be here.
1: Thanks so much. It's awesome being here. We are really, really excited to have you uh, on our podcast for season two, and uh, one of the things that, that, as I was reading through your bio and and looking at your histories, you guys have been really involved in creating something new, something uh, that's not been before. Would you please tell our audience just a little bit about what you guys are up to, and then maybe we can go back and find out why?
4: Absolutely. We uh, have created light gliders and light gliders is a digital game world of christian faith and fun for kids uh, and specifically kids before their teenage years so we have targeted kids ages 6 to 12 and created them uh, a digital game world for their smartphones their tablets the computer basically trying to redeem the digital space um, for uh, transformative and discipleship purposes
2: love that Yeah, that's what what led you to I want to dig into the the game itself a little bit later. But what what drew you into wanting to, I think you said, claim the digital space? What was it that drove you to see the need?
4: Well, both Julia and I have spent countless hours with uh, with kids, uh, both uh, in summer uh, Christian camp counseling opportunities and then uh, as a former youth pastor And uh, we were realizing that uh, the most critical years of where a kid's faith and values are formed are before the teenage years. Mm. Uh, The the research supports that. And then our experience um, with junior high and high school kids supported that as well. So we uh, uh, started asking the question, how could we in a culturally relevant and potentially global way impact kids before their teenage years? Um, with the gospel and uh, using those two criteria of cultural relevance and uh, global distribution, it actually led us to digital games.
2: Hmm. That's fascinating. Now that is fascinating with, um, obviously being around the, the, you know, the youth groups and that kind of thing. Uh, you've, you've seen firsthand how much influence media has over kids. And, you know, we live in this space too with I shine and what we do with the twin gospel Alliance. So we're very aware of that too. But for, you know, for us like you, it was very much a personal call, um, because it affected our families as well as many other, you know, families in our country. So I I really resonate, really resonate with that. What were the first steps that you guys took in, in forming this, this organization?
3: Well, what was very impressive is, as you were saying, when you're dealing with younger kids that I feel like are missing out on um, being equipped at such a young age to know that they can be prayer warriors, that they can be uh, leaders in school at a young age. And Zach really was burdened. I think the Lord really put this on him and at first thought about writing almost a discipleship book talking specifically about parents in the home and their role as disciplers. And we experienced this as brother and sister, having parents that really spoke into us, spent the time. Um, And so at one point, Zach and our dad were going to write a book. And I think that is very effective, but it just wasn't meeting specifically the critical need of a child who maybe wouldn't be reading that book. That would be more for the parent. Hmm. And then he even thought of um, almost like, Christian conferences, like the Promise Keeper conferences for kids, which are phenomenal and so much fun and great for families.
4: It's like what I shine doing, actually. Yeah.
3: Unbelievable. Yeah. And but then and the other thing was, how do you then keep that going in the home? And right. so we started seeing, and you're seeing this with kids at this young age, they are digitally connected, and they're doing it daily. So that's where it was like, wait a minute, this could be something that we can incorporate all the knowledge that would be in a book and all the enthusiasm that can be in these conferences and be doing it every day at home reinforcing a biblical worldview and then having parents being engaged with this as well so it really was unique the way the lord kind of formed this idea that this is the way we need to connect with these kids digitally Hmm. and daily
2: that's a tall order because it's (laughs) uh yeah i mean there, there are so many voices that we're competing with um, into the, the minds and hearts of, of our kids, and the, the tablet or the phone is, is absolutely um, kind of the language of choice so to speak. Do you guys have, did you have the technical background to get into that? Or was that kind of, are you native to that world? Or I know for us that the thought of like starting a game or what, it was just like, oh boy. Uh, you know, I think yeah. it's a better chance of landing on the moon than actually creating a digital game for us. So where did that come from?
4: Well, first of all, <laughs> it's so good to know that uh, God tells us that his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So he gives us light for just the next step. And mm. uh, had we known what the journey would entail, there's no way we would have gone into this.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> so, understand.
3: So, Thank goodness God is into tech.
2: We
4: <laughs> exactly. I so, hear you. So, uh, yeah, basically what happened, and this was about a decade ago, um, uh, I actually had some time to really research kids and was seeing – Uh, Not being a digital native myself, I think the internet started becoming very popular in my high school years. And so you know we've got a very, this is a separate uh, tangent to the conversation, but we've got such a challenge now with uh, kids being digital natives and and being able to use a tablet and phone at age two or three. Um, So it's just a, it's a different world right now. Um, But when I had time about 10 years ago to research what kids were doing, um I was seeing the the global popularity of these uh, virtual world games where kids were creating characters and um,
2: mm-hmm.
4: playing games and exploring and socializing and customizing unique spaces and the trends were that these uh, digital spaces these digital games were only going to increase in popularity um, and so I uh, had a uh, uh, a challenge in front of me and that challenge was do I uh, pursue this crazy dream of figuring it out and finding the tech talent to help produce this idea in my head um, or do I do the what would be probably the smarter choice which is just go forget about it and go get a job <laughs> and so, yeah. um, so actually and, and this goes along with the ethos of our company I mean our whole company our product is built to the whole goal of Light gliders is to increase the number of meaningful conversations that kids are having with those who care about them the most. Cause I we are big. That. Li- yeah, that's, that's our dream. I think the two things that bring about transformation in kids lives are pivotal experiences and meaningful conversations. And so we wanted to use the digital space to increase um, and uh, to leverage uh, the digital time uh, to maximize uh, the quality time and the quality conversations that parents are having with their kids. And as Julie mentioned, we were, uh, I think we always have an affinity towards whatever it is the Lord brought uh, with whatever it is the Lord used to bring us to him. And for us, it was, um, it was our parents. It was a, a dad who uh, uh, put us to bed every night when we were young kids. And in those uh, moments, all the way
3: through college, actually,
2: really <laughs> put you to bed all the way through college.
3: Okay. I mean, we came home from for summer, dad still puts you to bed. That's it a good didn't matter wow. If you Wow. Twenty-one years old.
4: That's true. Being a, a that is seriously I, I integrated. Yeah, you don't I, like mentioning. I don't it, know if I mentioned that dude. as public because I'm a dude. But at the same, <laughs> I guess you're right. Like it was those evening conversations, <laughs> those moments before I get you're right before going to bed, where we talked about scripture, we yeah. talked about um, our our you know character values, we talked about our dreams. Yeah, the future. We talked about why the, just the 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 questions of you know what what do you think God's doing right now and how can we be a part of it hmm. you know it was it was fascinating having those conversations as a young kid and as Julie mentioned as a as a college you know as a high school and college student as well um, and I will say it was when going back to the question how did we kind of get started it really was it was Christmas of two thousand and eight when uh, I kind of had to make a decision and I'll never forget um, dad gave me a Christmas card that year um, and I, I assumed because there was no present it was just a card I was assumed and was hoping that it would have um, uh, some money in it or a gift card or something <laughs> that would have you know some some you know value to it uh, financially <laughs> and uh, it didn't I opened the card and it said, uh, Merry Christmas, Zach. And then it said three words, pursue this dream. Hmm. And for me, that was the blessing of a father saying, you know, really do this. And, 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 so that was when we decided, Hey, let's, let's try to uh, pursue this crazy tech idea. Um, and so we haven't looked back since it's been a long journey, but, even in that story, I realize how much um, the voice of a of a father and the voice of a mother uh, can speak into a child's life um, and and actually uh, create or help create by God's grace uh, a new future. Um, I love that,
2: and I love the distinction that you made. That um, and it, I think it's so critical that even though you are. Um, you know in the digital space you are putting a priority on the integration of what happens in the digital space being a part of a conversation or at least facilitating a conversation with parents it doesn't stay in that digital space because i think as parents it's one of the things that we're concerned about is that our kids are just enveloped into this you know into this world and um so i, I love that distinction and I, and I think that's great that you're doing that with like lighters i I do have a question for you for those parents out there that, you know, are not digital natives that are a little bit threatened by the fact that our kids want to spend so much time in that space. And obviously, we need to be careful. And I don't want to set you up to think that there's a right or wrong way to answer this question. But what would you say to those parents that are feeling some some nervousness about how much time their kids are wanting to spend in that world? Not your world, but like digital world in general.
4: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and here's what I would say to that. I'd say statistically, the average kid is spending between five and seven hours a day digitally connected mm-hmm. and less than 20 minutes in quality time with mom or dad every day. Um, that's what the research says. That's what the statistics say. Uh, obviously, depending on parenting styles, those numbers will be different.
2: Of course. Um,
4: but what I will say is this, um, in this, and you said it in your introduction, we're in a post-Christian culture right now, um, and kids are being bombarded with ideas every day that either reflect or distort reality or mm-hmm. truth. And um, the fact of the matter is, digital experiences, whether we like it or not, if they're that many hours per day, they are shaping uh, kids' worldview. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so all we want to do is uh, redeem that and use it. If 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 digital experiences can shape a kid's worldview, then let's use it to shape a biblical worldview that's grounded on
1: total truth. Absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah. He's preaching our stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> we drank that Kool Aid. Um, <clears throat> you know. I think what what we've all realized, uh, Zach. I just want to commend you and your sister, uh, really for. For stepping out and doing something a little crazy, uh, which which I've found is typically a sign that God's in it, um, if it's crazy. If it's beyond yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, if it's just overwhelmingly too big to happen on our own, we're probably on the right track. Um, I was just encouraged, because what we've seen is that in this generation, about 80% of kids uh, are leaving the church when they turn 18, statistically, according to Barna and the Orange Group and others. But they make the decision to leave before their 13th birthday, and they sort of hide that. That's sort of like a, sort of a silent thing. I don't know if it's even conscience. Yeah, like, I mean, not- I, their values have determined their worldview, as you put right. it. And so uh, you've been in youth ministry. I read your bio. Like, you know, there are kids that act one way at church and another way at, you know, at school. And it's sort of this dual personality develops in high school, often with youth groups and in, in school. And so one of the things that we realize very quickly is that this this cement that's still soft, that is their heart and their values, really hardens around 13. And so the area that you guys have been led to invest in both I'm sure financially and with your lives is strategic. And so I just want to remind our listeners, if you've got a preteen and you're looking for a place for them to spend time, this is a good place to start. Yeah, this this is very cool. In fact, we have some other ministries we've worked with who've been in the digital space, but you're the youngest that I've seen as far as the preteen world. And so, uh, Robert, I know our kids are growing up quite a bit. But there are a lot of listeners out there who would be looking for something safe for their kids to hang out at. Absolutely. And what I love about what you're saying and what I've seen from the website,
2: and I'd like to get into that a little bit more to talk about the experience, is that you can almost – I'm a big believer in any kind of media that there are surrogate Uh, characters that are either created or that you identify with that are in either a virtual world or in a film or whatever. And I love that, you know, you know, club penguin started this a long time ago where you create your own avatars and all that kind of thing. But I think from what I've seen, what I like about you is you actually have created, it's not just a gaming platform, but it is actually something that seems more personalized. And so let's, I would like to talk a little bit more specifically about cause I'm sure parents out there are interested to know, okay, well, what is this? Is it just like, is this dirt bikes riding up and down mountain? I mean, like, what is this shooting zombies? Talk, talk to us about like the framework of what you guys have created, the world that you've created and some of the intentions behind that.
4: Well, everything in light gliders, was designed um, to do five things. Uh, number one, teach a biblical worldview. Uh, number two, encourage prayer and reflection. Hmm. Number number three, give kids a vision for real world service. Number four, uh, create uh, catalysts for meaningful conversations with mom or dad or anyone who's investing in that kid relationally, emotionally, or spiritually. And then number five, uh, to have fun. (laughs) Because don't forget that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so uh we started from the very beginning um really asking how can we create a product um or a product offering and um that does all those things and and we really looked at the kids market, and we decided we wanted to create a very aspirational brand. Hmm. Um, and that's what Light Gliders is um, that's fun and engaging. And so, in Light Gliders, it's it's basically a parabolic world where every kid who becomes a Light Glider um, learns to respect, rescue, and restore. Those are the gameplay goals of Light Gliders. Hmm. And then at the same time, they're learning um, the values that are associated with a biblical worldview purpose, humility confidence, hope, and love. And if you look at those closer, those come from the creation, fall, redemption, restoration, and then ultimately the cross. Um, That's where those five values come from. And every light glider learns um, about each of those things. And then specifically, um, we've created seven uh, leaders in light gliders. Um, They all have uh, unique gifts, unique passions, strengths, weaknesses, and they all come from a different part of The world so that kids could catch a global perspective, but then also uh, see or find a role model, someone they could relate to. um, Because the tagline of Light Gliders is, You were made to shine. And so we want kids to realize that with the distinct uh, personality they've been given, with the unique gifts they've been given, um, they were uniquely created. They are the handiwork of God, uniquely created. Uh, to love Him and to love others in a way that only they can. And so we want kids uh, everywhere, all around the world, to recognize that and to look, even at ages 8, 9, 10 years old, look for how they can um, use what God's given them to shine in the world today.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: Yeah. I You know, I, as I'm looking at your website and kind of checking out some of the cool stuff you guys have done, the, the way that you can customize this is just exactly right where it needs to be, I think, for kids uh, as far as what their expectations would be. And so a lot of times with Christian media, uh, you sort of cringe when you see it. Like, It's like the know, adult version yeah, of a kid. It's like, eh, that was probably a little off. But with what you guys are doing, I really think parents will be pleasantly surprised when mm. they see the website and they see the attention to detail. I also think kids are going to love it. And so if you've got a preteen, uh, especially, what, 8, 9, 10 years old, is that the sweet spot? Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, we go as young as 6 and 7 and, and then all the way up to 12. Um, but, yeah, I would say the sweet spot is, you know, kind of that 7 to 10, 7 to 11-year-old. Yeah. 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 Because
3: what's impressive for the kids is not only are they getting to play mini games and they can also meet in the Lightlighters Academy and meet their friends there and chat and – Uh, goof around and kind of go into the, we call it the yonders and um, battle the machines and collect the glittles and do all these kind of fun leveling things, which kids think are a blast. But they also are getting to what you just said. They get to decorate their treehouse and change their costumes. And then they get to go do the reflective things where they get to spend some time in prayer. They learn what the leaders in the academy are teaching that day about either evangelism or being on mission or being a servant leader. And so you're watching them read the stories and watch the videos about these leaders, see where they also were are wired that way, spend some time in reflective prayer, and then even journal, which has been really mm-hmm. amazing to hear from kids, these nine year old girls who are coming home from school, just going into light gliders to write in their journal about their day. Wow. And it's all private and it's an opportunity for them to to learn journaling and also uh, write down their thoughts and, and talk to the Lord a little bit about it. And then my favorite as a mom is I get an email from LikeLighters Light that tells me what they're learning in the game and gives me significant questions and conversation starters to use with my kids at the dinner table or the car ride home or right before bed. So as a parent, I'm not necessarily playing the game. I can see them doing that. I, I could join them in the game. But just with the margin of a parent, um, honestly, this email equips me for conversations during the day that link to the game. So the kids kind of think I know what's going on, um, Mm -hmm. but it's it's actually really meaty conversations. Like, so I know they're learning about servant leadership. So now my question is, how are you doing that at school? Or what was a way that you could do that in the neighborhood? And so... We as a company are equipping parents with a curriculum every week Mm. on what they can choose to do with their kids. Um, And now that we're mobile on iPads and phones, parents are actually doing this at night before bed. Almost the conversations that our dad had with us, you know, he didn't have an iPad back then, Mm. but now kids are able to watch with their parent the one minute devotional and then go through the reflection question with their kids. So That's huge. Empowering parents, which is so important. Empower. The
2: parents today julie that is that's such, i'm so glad you shared that so I, that Absolutely. is just that's yeah. massive because i think one of the things like i said a little earlier is the digital space scares some parents because it's it's a different world that we don't necessarily understand we're not native to that and and even if we believe that there's a faith spaced digital world there's we're still kind of tuned out to what's going on and the fact that you equip parents to actually know not only the messages, but just kind of what's happening in that space, that's a massive distinction, I think. Oh, and my gosh, yes. I've, I
1: don't I've know of another of game like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I have not heard of that. So that's a lot of work. <laughs> um, so as the guy is the operations guy for iShine, I just immediately go to default. Wow, that's a lot of work. So uh, I can't help but notice in your story, you are siblings. You started the entire podcast talking about the fact that your dad invested in you with meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. And now you've created this ministry slash digital world that mimics what you experienced. Mm -hmm. You're helping other families now have meaningful conversations through this digital game world. I can't help but see that translation as I'm listening to your story. You guys have sort of carried on past the torch, if you will, uh, from your father to you, and now to another generation, tell us a little bit about what it's like to work together as siblings. Because I, I think that's really cool. Do you love <laughs> it? I do. I absolutely do. In fact, tell I'm, us
3: how it happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> tell us how it happened. I don't yeah. imagine you guys have any fun, do you? No.
4: Okay. So basically, I was when I decided to pursue this idea. I was living in Virginia at the time. Uh, and so, you know, I was home for Christmas when dad gave me that card that said pursue this dream. And so, uh, so in January of 2009, I started reading a book called designing virtual worlds and I'm way over my head. Cause I'm like, what am I doing? I don't, I am now reading books about how to, how to create these digital spaces and I have zero background <laughs> and, um, uh, and I still remember it was probably around March of 2009. Julie called me and she could just tell that I was an Island out there in Virginia, uh, tr- trying to figure out how to, how to do this. And she said, Zach, if you move back to our hometown, I will help you. Mm-hmm. And she made good on that promise. I moved back in uh, two months later and, uh, and we started working together the next week. And you know, I'll tell anyone. I know this is a this isn't necessarily the uh, a podcast about startups, but um, I'm a, If it was, I would say that uh, the two things you really need if you're going to pursue a startup or or really pioneer anything is um, perseverance and encouragement. And and Julie has been that encourager, or one of the many encouragers. But she's also been a a, a real partner, and so. Together, we started traveling to game design conferences. We started interviewing game design studios. We started, um, you know, talking through design ideas together. And um, Julie's got one of the best gifts with kids of anyone I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And so what's great is I can uh, always find out from her what's fun. And so uh, I think it was Julie who uh, really said, hey, you know, we got to put the, these uh, characters on, on hoverboards because <laughs> because being on a hoverboard is a lot more fun than just walking from room to room. So, uh, so you know, even the whole Light Gliders brand, the idea that you get to get on a hoverboard and, you know, kind of live out the dream of Back to the Future 2, uh, uh, you know, there's just ideas like that that have been, you know, from Julie. and, and But more than anything, it's been the encouragement along the way. We've always... Um, had a great rapport. In fact, uh, going back to the idea that that you need to always have, uh, you know, we want to give kids role models. I'll be really honest, as a young kid, Julie and I are six years apart. I know I look older than her, but she's actually six years older than me. <laughs> and, um, and I always looked up to her as uh, someone who um, was going to make a difference no matter where she was for Christ. So Julie is someone who in her high school was, Um, you know, the president of her class every year was the captain of the sports teams and was involved in everything. And it wasn't a Christian school, but she was doing it in a way where she was, uh, making an impact, um, by being a friend, by being an encourager, by doing things with excellence. Um, and then ultimately by being, um, um, really a, a, uh, a missionary. I mean, she was, Hmm. she was there pointing people to Christ and I remember being six years younger, um, looking up to that example and saying, I, 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 I want to do that. And, and, and actually, that is how we created the seven student leaders. And that's why the student leaders in Light Glider Academy um, look a little older than the average eight or nine year old. We want every kid, if they don't have a Julie, if they don't have someone that they're looking up to, we want to give them that. Someone mm. that they can look up to and say, hey, wait. I can, I'm now catching a vision of wha- what I want to be in life, um, and and it may not look exactly like that, but but that's that's an example that um, that I want to learn from. And the thing is, kids at those young age, uh, at those young ages, they they make mental notes with, without um, really even realizing it, and uh, and and so that's why we I really believe in role models, and and you know, Julia's been a big role model for me. And it's, it's really funny now because now we work together and we're peers. But as a young kid, um, she was the example that, that and, you know, uh, that, I, that I wanted to follow. Well, now I feel like the roles have switched also where the Lord really dropped
3: this idea on Zach. And he's extremely intelligent and has persevered, like, unbelievably. And so I do feel like almost like the calling has been put on him almost like a Moses and I've been like the errand where I'm like, I will hold your hands up.
1: <laughs>
3: mm. And I like talking. So I will <laughs> be there. Um, but this has really been... This has really been what the Lord has impressed on him to see it through, and uh, and what a pleasure to be around alongside. What a pleasure! It's been spectacular.
2: It's well, you can tell the rapport that you guys have together just by seeing you, I, and I love the fact that we're actually on video rather than, you know, just yeah. audio because you can't, you know, you can pick up on body language, and 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 I can tell that the, there is a unity with you guys. And I have to say, the one thing that that keeps coming back to me. Julie, is that I think that not only all the creativity and the support and the encouragement, but what you said earlier about the way moms look at this is a critical component to um, to the gaming world. Because I, I think, you know, I'm not a designer uh, and I don't play games necessarily. But what I do know is that the parents are worried, like I said, about what's going on with their kids. And so the fact that you bring a lot to this perspective, from my opinion, that is beyond just the game and it's just a sensitivity to what a mom is thinking is happening, you know, in her house. So I think what a great team you guys make. And I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled for our listeners to, to go check out this world. Who, who is behind you there? Is that just your normal wallpaper in your office or are, do we have people with us that you want to introduce?
3: Well, this is what, these are, um, we have two of the leaders, of the seven leaders, so behind me is Tambika. She actually leads the academy. She runs the mm. academy. She's a logistical...
4: She's oh, Julie. I'm going to be really
3: honest with you. <laughs> I love her. I love Tambika. So she's the detail-oriented person. She's very much keeps things in order. And I love the way these characters have been created because she also gets a little stressed about that. So we're real, you know, in, the, in, in, in our characters here. Um, and then... In the middle is one of our glittles, and these are the little characters throughout the game that are so much fun, and these are what the kids absolutely love is these glittles. And they um, rescue them when they're out in the yonders. They collect them, and they decorate a treehouse just for them. So Mm. the glittles bring a lot of joy. They're in a lot of the videos. They do a lot of songs. They're fun. And then behind Zach is Bryce, and Bryce is basically the guy who is the bold evangelist. He is the one who wants to go there for and make disciples. And so when you look at his gifting, he is on mission and his key word is go. Tambika is kind of the one who has settled where she is and she wants to lead and equip. And then you learn about the other um, characters. And this is what I think is fascinating. And it's again, great for parents and the role model concept because each gifting is different. And what I thought as a kid, and it is a little bit the way I'm wired, um, is that you need to be upfront and communicating, and that's how you make an impact. And honestly, if you're wired that way and that's your gifting from the Lord, do it and make an impact for him. But some people are not wired that way, and you'll see in Lightlider's Academy other characters such as Nisha and Tova. And they Nisha is a servant leader. She's very quiet, and she has a gift of hospitality and serving. Hmm. And You cannot minimize that gift. Nothing would happen if Nisha wasn't there planning it behind the scenes. And you know this with any kind of organization, specifically church, if we don't have those people who are getting everything together, there is no place for Bryce to get up and speak. And so you realize that people like Nisha, or we even have Quan, who is our tactician and our technical expert, he's brilliant. And so he may be in the lab the whole time working on things for the academy. And you're so thankful for a guy like that because we wouldn't be equipped for things if he wasn't working on these gadgets. And so, again, kids are seeing all these characters and they're gonna start to realize, hey, wait, the Lord made me specific. Uh, Not only did he make me for a reason, but for such a time as this, they're here now in this digital age. And I honestly think that they can change the world because they have access to the world right now because of the internet. Mm. And so. I just think when they start to realize these giftings, although each one is different, it's the whole body and it can be used to glorify the Lord. So it's just these are th- these are excellent and fun characters that, again, parents are going to be able to talk to their kids about and say, hey, do you know, you're kind of wired a little bit like Toba? You love to be uh, a missionary. You always help the person who seems to be alone at school. You're the one who goes and likes to give food to the people at the homeless shelter. Like that's something that Toba would do. And so I just think that kids are going to start to connect and then parents are going to be able to connect with their kids through these characters.
2: I love that. And I, you know, I know we've spent, uh, this is a little bit of a longer podcast going into the depths of this, but I'm so glad that we have because it, it, there are so many complexities to to this world that you've created and the characters that I, it's just incredible how well thought out these characters and these, these guides are, um, I haven't I haven't heard anything like this before. I mean, and the graphics, whoever does your graphics, I mean it's very current. It's up to par with anything Disney or you know it's just just well done. I'm incredibly impressed.
1: Yeah, I am too. And I as a pastor, I can't help but be excited that you're modeling leadership in multiple ways because mm-hmm. um, it, it's really a problem when people only see leadership as a certain style you know, that type A personality or, you know, behind a pulpit with, a you know, the, the pastor alone is the leader. Uh, as a pastor, that's a pet peeve. So I love it when you are instilling those truths at a young age and you're encouraging people. You lead from the gifts and the strengths that God's given you. You don't have to be like anyone else. So what a great message. Yeah. Well, Robert, I think we're about out of time. Um, yeah, but it has been, but it's been well spent, right? Yeah. I think
2: that, I I mean, I would encourage any of our listeners to, why don't you guys give us just pitch us what, what would a listener out there who's never heard of this before. Where would they go? How would they find out more?
4: Sure. Absolutely. In fact, uh, just go to www.lightgliders.com, uh, or you can download the app, um, in the, uh, iOS, uh, app store or the Google play store. Um, and actually we have, uh, there's a promo code right now at 10 off light gliders. Um, if you use the promo code 10 off light gliders, you can get 10% off any subscription. Uh, but even more than that, you can, you can actually check out light gliders completely for free just by clicking, um, uh, visit as a guest. Hmm. Um, so when you click, when you, when you go to light you click enter light and click visit as a guest and you can check out, um, you know, some of the components of this world because it's a whole world filled with games and videos and activities. Um, it's, it's our, our, our dream is for it to be a one stop shop of uh, digital discipleship and fun, uh, so that the kids find stuff fun in there all the time. There's new content every week, there's really hours and hours of uh, uh of gameplay and activities. Uh, but then also, as Julie mentioned, uh, we really Uh, have spent a lot of time trying to figure out how can we put the tools in the hands of the parents. Um, So there's a parents' blog that talks about uh, what's going on in the game each week. As Julie mentioned, there's emails that go out to Light Glider parents every week with um, the lessons. There's actually a family discipleship calendar on our parents' page that anyone can download right now. Uh, If you go to www.lightgliders.com, and at the bottom of the page, you'll see parents page. Just click there. There's a family discipleship calendar that'll give you really three months of curriculum of what's going on in Light Gliders. Um, so really, our, our primary goal is to impact kids. But our secondary goal is to equip parents to have these conversations during uh, uh,
2: what the research says are the most critical years. That's fantastic. Well, I, I'm i so glad you've made a fan out of me. And I, I'm, I can't wait to... To, to get on my iPad and check this out because I it, I mean I, ha, I we've seen we did the research for the show but I, I didn't go as deep yeah. as uh, I mean I, I wanted I really want to explore
1: and encourage all of the parents to do the same I want Robert to get on a hoverboard I think that would be yes. cool. yeah you do yeah you do Yes. <laughs> thanks you guys God bless you and uh, thanks to our audience for tuning in we're excited to see what God does through you next thank you guys Well, I'm still processing. I don't, you know, Robert, we come across stuff all the time in Nashville. You know, we're kind of the epicenter of the Christian music and media thing. Um, I've not seen anything like gliders. I haven't either. Where it's it's really engaging, it's fun, and it's safe Mm -hmm. for parents. But then there's this back end built into it. Unbelievable. Yeah, I just, I had no idea. I mean, what a cool thing i mean for a parent to be able to engage their kid with spiritual content that that's actually just provided to them yeah like you don't have like who has the time to go do a devotion right i mean and then you get this in your inbox i could have done that i'm Mm. thinking about i could have done that um i've got a grandchild coming you know i i definitely need to tell my daughter about this it's, it's so I, I literally i am not just blowing smoke here
2: because i you know we do see a lot of things i've seen
1: you blow smoke um yes
2: yeah okay brad <laughs> <laughs> but in in all honesty we've seen all kinds of things and the thought not just the creativity that's gone into this but the character development um look at me when i'm talking to you i don't like to um the character development that's been put into not only like the world, but the guides, and then the integration into into the parents' world—I I just I have not seen anything like this before, and so I'm I'm so excited that they were on with us today, and looking forward to like continuing our relationship with them.
1: Yeah, and I, as a pastor and a parent, I'm watching siblings, right? I'm I'm seeing a brother and sister. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't mm-hmm. always a cozy thing. You know, you know there were struggles in that family with mm. those two getting along, um, and then you see this heritage of faith that a father passed on to yeah. his kids, and and then the sort of the endless ripple of that. So right. now they they're connected to their faith. Uh, they've raised families that are connected to their faith, and now they've created something that's impacting thousands and tens of thousands of families. Right. So and, what happens at home putting your kids to bed can have this massive impact, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, um, and I think as parents, we think, well, I can't. You know, what can I do mm-hmm. to change the world? And the answer is, tuck your kids in, right? You know, be <laughs> like, authentic. Yeah, just consistent. Just yeah. be that consistent voice in your kid's life, and uh, and watch what God does with that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure that their father uh, had no idea that his dedication his consistency to to really invest in his kids every night before they go to bed would translate into what it is today yeah who knows it's but it's certainly larger than than we imagine it's pretty inspiring absolutely yeah. okay. well before we go i you know i did have a just a brief side talk with winston oh my goodness and you know he i think he's getting into this so I know he's getting like confused. he's really starting to tell me more. Like I have to he tell won't him. not eat dry dog food anymore. Oh well, well I could have something to do with that. I've had to up the ante a little with the snacks, with the cheese. Yeah, the cheese, and you know now he wants a certain kind of cheese. He's really into the white cheeses, not the yellow. And he tells you this, right? Well, he does in certain ways. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the one thing that he really—he's sort of into discovering the fact that there are lots of other animals in the world. And um, you know, so he's starting to tell me random animal facts. Like I would be fascinated with that, and usually I'm not, but today I was. Okay, what? Did so he say? I'm going to share it with you guys. Okay. Did you know that ostriches do not bury their heads in the sand? Yes, I did know. That. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Where's the stereotype come from? What is
2: that? It's like a whole. It's like fake news. They, what they do is they bury their eggs in the sand, and so they can appear like they have their heads in the sand. So I I did know that. Of course, okay. I grew up in Africa, so that might give
1: me. Did you know almonds are members of the peach family? I did. Wow. You're two for two today. I, I did know that. Yeah. Well, you are a foodie. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I I don't know how that's possible, but okay. It is possible. So almond is a nut, peach is a fruit. I don't get that. Is an almond Pizza a fruit? Peach is not a fruit. Peaches. Oh, peaches, yes. Peaches. Well, inside a peach is a nut. Think about that. It's called the seed, right? right. And it's- almond is a seed. So is an almond a fruit or is a peach a nut? It's related to the peach. You don't know. Okay. I do know. Well, there we go. And so I'm going to ask Winston about that and get back to you all. Uh, you know, it's always amazing. Did you know that cucumber is actually a grain? I did not. I think you made that up. You have to look it up. I'll talk to Winston. Okay. I'll get back to you. So, you know, here's the big picture. <laughs> the bigger picture before we go. Uh, Brilliantly Brave Parenting is a podcast, and it is designed by two crazy men who've raised nine kids. We did it all wrong. God still worked in our kids' lives. Uh, but whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, God is big enough for that. I yeah, don't absolutely. know what that is. I don't know what you walked into. Uh, I don't know what you're about to, to come home to, but do it with God. Don't try and do that by yourself. And uh, be shocked. Be amazed at what he can do in your brokenness. So with those final thoughts, please stop by uh, iTunes, rate us, subscribe. We'd love for you to follow us and be a regular part of this community of faith. Join us next week as we talk with Dean Deal. Dean Deal is the vice president at Provident Music Group. He's also a college professor. He's teaching about business. He's teaching about the secular impacts on the Christian Society. He is a intellect, he's a grandfather, and he's a friend. So don't miss this one. Next week, Brilliantly Brave Parenting, the podcast.
0: Parents, remember, even if you may not feel brilliant or brave, you are. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 2 Timothy 1, 7, and 13. This podcast is a service of iShine Ministries and the Tween Gospel Alliance, all rights reserved. Donations to Brilliantly Brave are tax-deductible at iShineLive.com. Review and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or on our webpage. And read our blog and connect with us at wordpress at brilliantlybrave.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brilliantly Brave.
2: Check us out at iShineLive.com